We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for June 14th, 2015. And uh, today is potentially the most heavy-duty study I've ever done. I know I've probably said that before, but the news continues to escalate. Current events, <clears throat> just evil in general, continuing to escalate. Um, this study is just, I, I can't even keep up with the amount of breaking current events anymore. Um, and it, it's just mind-boggling for me to even try to do it. Um, this study, the PDF, is 44 pages. <clears throat> I was literally putting things in here up until like the last... But I don't even want to look at the news right now as I sit here because I'm afraid I'm going to have to add in another five, five reports. I had to. I was up until about 3.30 last night doing this and then I got up this morning and there was a whole other batch of new breaking information that's all validatable. This isn't stuff like it's rumor, conjecture. There's like pictures and there's things of this nature. There's documentation to back this stuff up. <clears throat> which is why I put the PDFs out. So you can go verify it for yourself. So that this isn't like, well, you're just being sensationalistic and, and you're and you're being overblown and things of this nature. I'm not saying I've never messed up. I'm not saying I haven't had to retract things before where I got fooled, because I have. Um <clears throat> and um but the information now is coming at such breakneck speed, it's it's so cross confirming on so many different multiple levels and all of it's starting to really coalesce and tie in to validate that we are moving into what the Bible predicts the end times um, the one world glo global government under antichrist and false prophet one world economic system one world political system one world religion one world currency I believe we're all they have really ramped up they the elite the illuminati satan's minions whatever you want to call them have just ramped things up this year to a pace i have never even witnessed it's and, it, and it's increasing as the year goes it's from now until the end of the year i can't even fathom what may end up happening now the lord jesus christ is on the throne he created the universe he seats at the right hand of god the father nothing's fooling him nothing's getting by him a lot of this is happening because America and the world is under God's judgment. You've got over a billion babies aborted since they started keeping abortion statistics worldwide. And that's, who knows, it could be double that if the true numbers were known. That's a lot of innocent blood crying out from the land. That probably dwarfs anything in the Old Testament regarding child sacrifice. And God destroyed a lot of these other pagan nations for probably far less. I do believe that America has counterbalanced that to a certain degree from the Christian presence, from you know the missionaries they've sent, the tracts that have been put out, the, the witnessing that's been done, the giving that has been done, the... So I, I think that you've got this dichotomy, you've got this battle between good and evil, but the good is continually, unfortunately, shrinking. The amount of people doing good, doing righteousness, born-again Bible-believing remnant Christians. A lot of that has to do with the, the, the infiltration of the 501c3 church and the, and, and the lukewarmness that has crept in and, and, the, and the slumber that has happened to people that call themselves Christian. As a result, wickedness is now starting to prevail at a breakneck speed. Wickedness is starting to, to just overflow and overcome. And the Bible talks about in Daniel where 
you know, it talks about wearing, they're going to wear down the saints, you know, where I, I understand that now. And now we haven't even got into, you know, the tribulation yet. I mean, I, I know some people think we're, we're in it, but there's a lot of things that, that need to happen for the biblical tribulation to actually start. And, and we're not, we're not there yet. We could be right on the cusp. There's no doubt about that. But I can understand this whole wearing down of the saints concept now. I'm not saying we're, we're to be weary and well-doing and we're to ever faint and we need to pray that we endure to the, the end and we need to pray that we're more than overcomers to the Lord Jesus Christ and we need to pray that we be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth and to stand before the Son of Man. My whole point is I understand the concept though now. Because I always thought before, I'm like, how are they going to wear us down? I mean, what, what are they, It's just a constant barrage at everywhere you turn of wicked things that Satan, through his demonic minions, entities, and human emissaries on this planet are doing through him, through his power. I don't know how much CERN's playing into this, what we had talked about before, but it, it is kind of a weird coincidence that, that now this year since they've really got CERN back online and they're really, really cranking up the power and they're really getting those those um, atom collisions or those proton collisions going at higher powers than they've ever done before, that now we're seeing more wickedness prevail and increase almost unabated than I've ever seen ever in my lifetime by far. We're starting to be able to look at like, wow, there's a lot of wickedness that happened in like 2009 and starting to compress all that into like a month is what is how it's looking to me. I am praying for my listeners and for the body of Christ and for the innocent and for God's remnant and for the unborn babies and the children and these, I'm praying for God to protect them, to deliver them. Those that are unsaved, save them. And do so, Lord, in such a manner that all men would see and fear and declare the work of God, that they would wisely consider of your doing, and that the righteous would be glad in the Lord and trust in you, and all the upright in heart and glory. And that God's name be glorified, the Lord Jesus Christ's name be glorified, and that many would be saved as a result of what God would do as wickedness increases. Because then there's that Bible verse about when wickedness increases, then God all the more now that's a paraphrase but there's a concept there so as the darkness sets in and when jesus christ said you know i must work the work of him that sent me while there's still light the night is coming when no man can work i really understand that concept now <laughs> more increasingly by the day as you see when we get into this study today and you know any more, literally, every study that I do could be the last. Really increasingly, that is how I'm feeling. That there's no guarantee you're going to be able to ever do this again. Because once once the internet goes dark, or once the internet comes under full control, and I believe this whole net neutrality thing's kicking in, uh, kicked in maybe a couple days ago. Uh, we were going to get into that today a little bit. You know, they're going to have the power to come in and, and just censor and shut down. And, and, you know, you got the gay marriage thing, you got the ISIS thing, you got the fact that they're going to force everybody in these little boxes so you, so you have to be politically correct. And, and, and we'll shut you down if you say anything out of line. So I figure I better get it out now while I can. I better warn while I can still warn while I still have a voice on the internet. And, um, because there's no guarantee tomorrow that's going to be the case. Now, in light of all that, before I get into the study today, I'm also convicted that no matter what, there are thousands of people plunging into hell. Thousands upon thousands. Every day, plunging into hell. So, in comparison to whatever temporal thing we're in, that's a way bigger problem. That's eternal. That's never-ending. That's as scary as it possibly gets. So, just some verses on soul winning. Because I think we need to keep perspective, not only on the Lord Jesus Christ being on the throne, and that 
he's bigger than any situation we might find ourselves in. And to set the tone for this teaching, like I've been trying to do with all of my teachings, not to say, you know, literally, all of this alternative news, it's just beyond bleak. And very, 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 very little saying, well, just remember, (laughs) who created the universe? You know? All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made, according to 1 John. Or John chapter 1. I shouldn't say 1 John, but John chapter 1. That is where we still have to keep perspective. Because if you get too far away from that, that's not faith. Yes, the Bible says the prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. But that doesn't also mean that we're motivated and we do things out of fear of man because the fear of man bringeth a snare. So all this stuff has to be balanced, you know, biblically. And a lot of people will just key on one set of verses and build a doctrine or build a dogma out of those verses to the exclusion of all these other verses that need to be reconciled with these verses. And they can be. But this is how cults are started. On that concept. Well, what about this and that? And, and, and Okay, well, what about these verses? Let's reconcile them. It can be done. Well, no, but that doesn't fit my dogma, my parameters. It's not about fitting your parameters. I mean, I'm talking about cult leader wanting to start something. So, no matter what, I do believe, no matter how bleak the situation may look or we, the situation we find ourselves in, you never know if God might have brought you that in order to be able to win someone to the Lord. A lot of people are going to be more receptive, I believe, to the gospel when things get bleak. Now, some of them are going to harden their hearts and they're going to be a hundred times less receptive because they're not going to want to have anything to do with God. Their consciences have been seared with a hot iron. They've been turned over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, as the Bible says, and they're they're going to be unreachable. But there's going to be some that this actually is a wake-up call and they actually are, are going to come out of their stupor because they're being forced to come out of their stupor. And there's going to be a window to actually witness. And, and that's a big reason for this ministry is to break the ice with obvious biblical current events so that ultimately that person can be one to the Lord. And, and, and that's, that's the most important thing. So, soul winning verses and ideas. Proverbs 11.30 says, The fruit of the righteous is is as a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. Um, Daniel 12.3 says, And and they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. Well, who's wise? According to the last verse, those that win in souls. So, and they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And this is regarding the end times. This set of verses in Daniel 12.3. It's just one out of those verses. And they that turn many to righteousness as stars forever and ever. If you turn many to righteousness, and this is written in a time, now I'm not saying somebody in another time that didn't turn many to righteousness, wouldn't, this wouldn't apply to them. I just think more so. This is specifically speaking about the end times, these verses, if you go to Daniel in that portion of scripture. And they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. Well, praise the Lord. That implies rewards in heaven. And I'm not saying that's our, like, oh, give me the goodies and all this kind of stuff. But I think that's an awesome verse. (laughs) You know, it's positive. And I'll be honest, it's what I'm trying to do. Not because I'm I'm just trying to seek, like, this self-centeredly seek some reward. But I really do want to help people because I know there was a time that I was in darkness. I mean, I didn't get saved until I was, like, 24. I was on my way to hell. I should have been in hell. Died once at a, at a football game because I overdosed on a, on a uh, well, you could buy it legally. It's called GHB. At the time, you could in any, most health food stores. Had a reaction with this alcohol I had, and it killed me. When they found me, me and my friend were flatlined on the football field 
Estero High, Florida. My old Catholic high school, Bishop Rowe, playing Estero High. I was dead. Totally flatlined. When they found us, both of us were. We combined it with beer. My, my um, brilliant idea. It had some chemical reaction with the uh, fermentation, with the uh, carbonation. Because when I put it in the beer, it like foamed over. We drank two of these things. We drank one, didn't feel anything. Drank another, this is before I saved, and um, went to the football field. And all I can remember is I was watching the football field and just everything went black. I don't remember being in hell or whatever. If I was, God, God didn't let me remember it. I deserved it. But there was paramedics there, thank God, because they were at these games. And they had to defibrillate us both back to life. We were flatlined. We were dead. That was just one of the times that that God um, saved my life when I probably should have been dead. There was many other. That was the most extreme. I woke up like three hours later in, in the uh, hospital in Fort Myers with tubes going down my, my throat. I was on a respirator. And the only thing I hadn't done is cath me, thank God. And didn't have to do that. Told the lady, no, you start bringing me a whole lot of water. Because I would rather explode than you cath me. I mean, I'm just being honest. And started drinking a lot of water and went to the bathroom. So that was the one thing I was spared. Um, and, uh, yeah, they said I was the youngest person ever in their cardiac unit. I had what they call an inverted T-wave. Which means I had done permanent damage to my heart. Because of the lack of oxygen I had to my heart. <laughs> Probably brain damaged me. <laughs> I mean, because I had no oxygen going to the brain. Maybe that explains a lot. So, you know, I know about God's mercy. <laughs> I know about God's grace. I know where I, I should have been. And, you know, I, I'm kind of motivated to help other people because I know I got another chance. I got probably about a thousand other chances. The Bible says in Proverbs 24, 11, verse 12, it says, If thou forbear to deliver them that are drawn unto death, meaning if you don't deliver them that are drawn unto death, and those that are ready to be slain, well, if you're getting ready to fall into hell, you're getting ready to be slain. If thou sayest, Behold, we knew it not. Doth not he that pondereth the heart consider it? And he that keepeth thy soul, doth not he know it? And shall not he render to every man according to his works? That's scary. I mean, we do have an obligation to tell people around us that are unsaved. I mean, if you at least give them a track, you know, it's called, it's kind of like the concept of having their blood off your hands. There was a guy back in Fort Myers, um, and I was saved. You know, I was in my crazy baby Christian pentecostal phase um where i was really messed up on on dogma and things of this nature god was getting me on track but there was a guy that i had worked with his name was carl and carl um was i don't know if he'd been in an accident or something he kind of had a i don't know his face was 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 i he had some I don't know if he got crushed or something i don't know I, but I, I was buddies with Carl. I liked him. He was he was secular, but I wasn't like I was going out with the guy, but I just had compassion. But you know what? I'd never witnessed to him. I never, I don't think I ever gave him a track. I'm pretty sure I didn't. And I get a call one night after we had moved away from there, and, and it was his girlfriend, and she said, Carl's dead. And I'm like, no. And because it was never that, you know, Carl kind of always knew that he might not have a long time to live. And all I could think about is Carl being in hell, burning, and him looking up to me and saying, why didn't you warn me? What, you could have at least given me a track. You know, that's on me. That's all on me. I'll never, ever be able to do anything about that now. Never. It's a done deal. And, and, I mean, I don't like to even think about it that much. I'll start bawling. It, it, it's, it's really heavy duty to think about that. I mean, it could have been that simple. 
I'm, I'm almost positive he liked comic books, too. You know, and... So all I'm saying is that I really believe that this is an important subject. No matter how black or how bleak or whatever things look, God still cares about people going to hell. Jesus Christ doesn't like people... He doesn't like people dropping off into hell. And it's going on every second of the day around the world. I haven't done enough. I'd be the first to admit it. But I just don't think he does. I know he doesn't. Um, it says, will that not any would perish, but that all will come to repentance. The Bible says. So... These are just some verses to think about. Uh, Jude 1. Uh, 21 through 25. Oh, I'm sorry. It says, keep yourselves in the love of... Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking Okay, sorry. Um, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Um, so the love of God being the focus, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life, because the only way you can obtain eternal life is through the mercy of God. You know, through the Lord Jesus Christ. And some having compassion, making a difference. You can't, I think what it means there is you can't have, you, you, you can't help every single person on the planet. You know, it says on some, I, I think that God, really, in order to be effective, God has to open those doors and you can pray about that, pray that the Lord open the doors for you. That it, When you put out tracks, I think it's super important to pray, um, pray over the tracks before you put them out. Uh, that's super important. Okay, so, making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire. So this is in the New Testament telling us this. Others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire. Because when you start to think about where people are going for the most part, it's it, that is a fearful thing. It, it You fear for them, you know? Uh, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Amen. So those are just some verses to think about. It's so easy to maybe kind of get, like I say, self-centered when... when you're looking at all this evil. And I don't mean self-centered like, oh, you're so self-centered. Like, I can't believe you're just, all you care about just, I mean, obviously, it's pretty easy to, to start thinking about your own, saving your own skin when, when you're, you're dealing with all this evil at your door. It's human nature. You know, we're still human beings. Um, uh, when, when the day is done, you know, uh, so I'm not judging anybody in that regard. Um, but these are good verses to keep in mind, um, about what God's priorities are and that no matter what we're facing as a born again Christian, it's not what the person next to you might be facing. They might have, you might not have anything. You might not have hardly any provisions, any thing, and God can protect you. If that's where God wants you, if, and if you're in the service will, you know, he can he can protect you in any situation that you're in no no matter how seemingly bleak it may actually be on paper the guy next to you may have an underground bunker and in food stores for 20 years and in an armored redoubt and the whole nine yards and and die of a heart attack down there when when the when things get bad and he goes to hell 
I was watching this doomsday prepper stuff and, and a lot of, I was kind of thinking about that. I'm like, some of these people are just like, it's their whole life. I mean, it is literally their whole life. They've got compounds, they've got escape routes, they've got, and you could tell they're not Christians. And it's like, what is it going to profit you though? Like the Bible talks about what of a profit of man if he gained the whole world and loses his own soul? They don't have any protection against that, against hell. They can have protection all day long on this earth, but that's really a false sense of security, you know? Granted, I mean, I'm not saying that a lot of what they're not doing is practical. I'm just talking about from a spiritual standpoint. So I posted here some resources from like Chick Publications, witnessing ideas, how to witness, that type of stuff. Um, as an example, I, I have here, this abomination is tooling around Charlotte, North Carolina. It is now trying to get as many people in hell with a live Islam as they can. And it's a Muslim, I mean, this is like an hour from me, the Muslim Quran mobile van with like a van like that's got all these it's painted like really you know expensive paint job around about how islam's such a wonderful religion of peace and you know i'm like how do you explain all the stuff going on in the middle east constantly and then in europe they're raping and pillaging their way across europe and killing and beheading and slaying all the christians and and you know annihilating them and generally mutilating their own daughters and, and pedophilia is condoned and all of this stuff how do you explain that oh no that's not islam we're we're moderate no what you are is a trojan horse you're just trying to get the camel's just trying to get his nose into the tent it's all about stealth jihad holy war but it's by stealth to get their foot in the door to get us disarmed, to get us, and to get as many converts as they can, to get us thinking they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know, that's all, that's all that it's about. It's, it's, Satan has no other agenda from Islam. It's not about doing anything righteous. Here's a picture of this abomination. And it says, this is a book, it has this cute little girl with a headscarf, a Muslim girl holding the Quran. She's hugging it. She's hugging her own death, essentially is what it really boils down to, if you, if you think about it. Um, and, sorry, and it says, it says, quote, this is the book about which there is no doubt a guidance for those conscious of God. Oh, isn't that special? And then it gives the Quran verse. And then it's 1844, my Quran. You can get a free Quran. And it's showing the one side of this, this abomination. And, you know, Charlotte News is, is putting it up there like it's one, you know, um, then it shows this guy speaking in front of the other side. It says, many prophets, one message. <laughs> yeah, right. One message of death and hell. Oh, and then the back says, Islam, you deserve to know the truth. You know, you really do deserve to know the truth. I'm going to see if I can post a picture of this. Oh, and then it has this thing about Noah, Abraham, Jesus, Muhammad, like they're all see they, they they love to ride the coattails of the Bible, you know, they love to ride the coattails of the Bible, and that's their way of doing it. So they're um, they're actively promoting this on the news now here in uh, in Charlotte. So yeah, well my what my comment is to counter these lies with these tracks. Chick has tracks specifically for. Islam. Now, I really believe because of all this garbage that has been going on with ISIS and that people are really, a lot of people are really heightened to the evil of Islam at this point, even, even Americans, they're going to be more receptive to a gospel message commingled with that truth. So the one I like, because I put these out at gas stations a lot and um, elsewhere, but gas stations are good because you know they're going to get a high volume of people rolling through that gas pump. There's little slots. Little a lot of times you'll be able to with chick the the chick tracks. And I'm gonna talk about our track too in a second, but you can get them into the um the the little slots. Sometimes you have to start on one end where it's wide and slide it in so it kind of pinches it where you can get it in there. I'm trying to give you like little tips on on how to get the tracks in you. Sometimes you have to some pumps don't have anything. Some the really new ones they but most of them do. And um, I put the one with, uh, I think it's called Men of Peace. 
and it shows like these Islamic guys with like a, a thing of fly. And it, it, I think it would would um, get someone's attention. It might be something that one person would look at that may not be interested in hearing the gospel, but it leads them to that because of the subject of it. And is in the more wickedness Islam does, the more people I believe in America will be receptive to that message. Again, it's an ice-breaking tool. Okay? So, not only that, but Paul talks about, you know, one plant the seed, another water it, God giveth the increase. Okay? So, God, the Holy Spirit, has to be the one that draws a person to get saved. Okay? But one put, plants the seed, another waters. You never know. It might be one seed. It might be a little water on that seed. Maybe they've already been exposed to it. This might be a little more water that they're getting than someone else. God will arrange for to water it a little bit more, and then God give it the increase. That's how you have to look at it. Pray over the tracks. Um, also, a dear listener and his family just sent out, and this is he's done this several times, sent out 5,000 of these tracks. These are these are the end-time gospel tracks at contendingfortruth.com. Now, I don't make any money off those. I have nothing to do with the company that publishes it. A listener designed that for, for us. Um, I just have the link there. I don't want you to think I'm like making money off tracks. I'm not. Um, you, they, they do cost money to buy from the publishing company, but I don't have anything to do with that. If you break it down, though, if you get a bulk quantity, it's about as reasonable as you're going to get. But in order to get the bulk quantity, it's a little bit of an investment. Um, but, you know, that's also like an investment in, you know, the Lord. It's an investment in souls, that type of thing. So he's been convicted. He's actually been buying 5,000 track lots at a time and sending them to whole, like, zip codes in places where he's been praying about where people may be open and receptive because, like, this all the stuff we're talking about today here, which I have no idea how many get through. I have no many idea how many parts this is going to be today. Um, I, I, I just pray God gives me the energy to get through it all. But... Um, he sent the last one, and I, I put a thing out in the uh, um, in the email. His name's Matt, and and um, I, I put an email out saying he sent out these five thousand. Please pray about it. It actually probably got there this last Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, you never know exactly, and to pray about the tracks. But it was it was an area in Texas where they're going to have one of these Jade Helm drills. So. He sent out 5,000. Now, you know, you never know when you get to heaven what that might entail. You find out. You're not going to find out about that now, typically. But when you get to heaven, that's when you get filled in on all of this stuff. You know? That's awesome. That's awesome. So he just sent these um 5,000 to that area and um, i give you the link here it's on the website on the right hand side you'll see the track you can click on that and, and you'll see all the you can print it you can download it for free too there the, the problem is is if you download it for free that's fine um but i would imagine trying to print these things off on a printer would really jam up a lot of your ink i mean it would be because they're they're kind of a darker color and it would probably blow through printer cartridges so you're you're better off if you if you so feel led or convicted um i do both i have both that i put out in fact matt had actually sent me a whole bunch of extra ones that he had because i had totally run out and um so I, i've been ordering i really felt convicted lately the the islam tracks the the one's called the camels in the tent and the other is men of peace um, because of the recept, the potential receptivity of the general populace to that subject, I think that there that there's a, a high likelihood that that could bear a lot of fruit. And then the, our end time gospel track. So anyway, just some ideas. And then also, you could forward the link to my audios and and the link to my true salvation kind of study series. It's salvation. And then I talk about baptism, then I talk about overcoming, and then I talk about bearing the cross of Christ. And just things you need to know uh, from salvation onward. You know, not just salvation and then we stop there. It's kind of a whole series of, because I get a lot of questions about that. And I'm like, okay, well listen, I kind of covered this in the whole series I did here. It's not something I can just answer a really quick, easy question on. 
you know, there, there's a lot to this subject. I'm not saying the gospel is complicated. I'm, I'm talking about reconciling all the different New Testament scriptures with the message of salvation and, and, and having it be in one cohesive format. So anyway, I give you the link to that as well. So now, I've said all that. Now we can actually start the study, the ultra, ultra fun-filled study for today. Um, first report is seven key events that are going to happen by the end of September. Now, I've had a ton of questions about this. I've had a lot of people, probably more than any other thing, asking me, what do you think about all this stuff going down in September? What do you think about the prospects for this year? So I've been like... I, I've already mentioned some of the stuff, but today we're actually going to get into um, some of more of the specifics of that, try to answer that question a little bit further, um, and actually get into that subject specifically. So this is, uh, starting out, it says, is this something, is something really big about to happen? For months, people have been pointing to the second half of this year for various reasons. For some, the major concern is Jade Helm and the unprecedented movement of military vehicles equipment that we have been witnessing all over the nation. Tons on that today. For others, the upcoming fourth blood moon in the end of the Shemitah cycle are extremely significant events um, that they're looking at. Yet others are more concerned about the political developments in Washington, D.C. and the United Nations. To me, it does seem rather remarkable that we are seeing such a confluence of economic, political and spiritual events coming together in the second half of 2015. So is all of this leading up to something? Is our world about to change in a very fundamental way? Only time will tell. The following are seven key events that are going to happen by the end of September. And I'm not saying that this is even exhaustive. There's probably other stuff going too. Um, and actually we, we get into some other stuff. I actually add to the seven. Okay, so... Late June, early July. And as we're going to see, there could be something that happens tomorrow. <laughs> so by the time you're hearing this, it's probably going to be that day. So I'm not, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, late June, early July. It is expected that this is when the U.S. Supreme Court will reveal their gay marriage decision. Most believe that the court will rule that gay marriage is a uh, constitutional right in all 50 states. There are some that believe that this will be a major turning point for our nation. Okay, so I actually just went forwarded into my teaching and grabbed something that I was going to get into later and posted it here because the teaching's so voluminous today that I kind of like forgetting where, what is what, and this is a better place for it. So this came from the Q Alerts from, I believe, the Seal Man guy. He calls himself Seal Man, I think. If anyone thinks June is not jam-packed and the Earth is not soon to be pelted with obvious planet-shattering ramifications... They're either asleep, uh, under my control, or part of the evil agenda, possessed, or simply they don't care, which means they mental health medicated zombies. Um, this is really the greatest show on earth in our history, and most people are missing it. Like, you know how Barnum and Baylor would build themselves as the greatest show on earth? You know, you come to see it. Well, that's what he's equating this to. Starting tomorrow, June 12th, which, which actually we just passed, net neutrality implementation begins, which is what I just talked about the targeting of specific areas will commence and either will reduce or cut the internet at specified locations for specific individuals of course and that's one thing that's going on so they could take down the internet super easy now of course we also have the blood sacrifices these aren't the blood moons these are the blood sacrifices this is the occult calendar that i've mentioned many many times occurring on june 21st in denver which is the June 21st, 22nd summer solstice. It's also when they have the, um, uh, oh, the meeting that they have in, uh, in uh, California, in the uh, Redwood, uh, Redwood Forest there. Sorry, the, the Bohemian Grove meeting, you know, where they have the, the owl, which is actually, I believe, representative of Lilith, and they do the, the mock, sacrifice cremation of care who knows if there's a real body in there um and all the elitists get around and, and you know have this big disgusting pedophilic orgy essentially it's all the biggest movers and shakers in the whole planet fly into there 
Bohemian Grove, ton of ex-presidents and stuff like that. Well, anyway, all of that, that's the summer solstice stuff. You know, high, high night of human sacrifice, gigantically huge, high satanic holiday. That's, um, you know, June 21st, 22nd, summer solstice. And then uh, June 21st, Lithia is one of the Illuminati's human sacrifice nights. So it's, it's in conjunction with that. Something to be praying about. Um, then he says, I hear before and after parties in the Cherry Creek, Colorado, are especially demonic in nature. Oh, God knows. Again, things to pray about. Then, of course, now, this is kind of getting back to what we just talked about. Then, of course, we have the gay marriage being shoved down everyone's throat at the end of the month. Now, he's assuming it's going to be shoved down everyone's throat. Um, let me just give you an update. On April 28, 2015, so we can clarify this, the U.S. Supreme Court heard oral arguments in Obergefell versus Hodges. The court's ruling may determine whether gay marriage becomes legal nationwide or whether individual states will continue to decide its legality. Um, if the court rules in favor of gay marriage opponents, some or all of the 22 states that have had their gay marriage bans overturned by federal courts could seek to have it reinstated. Well, you know they're going to seek to have it reinstated probably the next day because all of the sodomites that are behind this are going to ensure that. Okay, The court is expected to reach its decision by the end of June. That's why I believe he just said here we're going to have gay marriage shoved down our throat by the end of June. Well, there's still time to pray and, and, and God willing have it overturned. I was just watching the... Um, past assault ministry with coach dave dobbermeyer and they're they're in um washington dc today and i had thought about trying to get up there and the more though that i've been just researching the current events the more i realize i just can't do it i, I can't break away to go do that i really believe for me this study today was more important than me being there but i was praying with them there's a lot of clips up online about it and i do believe in what they're doing there and praying outside the supreme court and, and, and Lord willing, maybe, and, and I, I don't believe it's any accident that the timing of all of this is right before they're going to rule on this. Ireland just approved, I was the first country ever in the world, I believe, to officially recognize or sanction gay marriage. Now we're on the cusp in America of doing that. What that's going to mean, well, let's get into that right now. Because this is going to affect the church in, in, in an unbelievably horrific way but it is a way they deserve to have it be affected because they're the ones that have let this happen by their 501c3 corporate lukewarmness okay it's he brings that point up here the, this seal man he says um it'll be legalized in all states not to mention this will totally break a covenant with god get ready to see how important that money basket at your local church really is when not performing gay marriages means no tax exemption no subsidies persecution from the government who knows what they're going to do they're probably going to jail pastors at that point if they don't go along with the party line hey this is the law of the land well yeah but hold on um you have created mischief by a law you have framed this mischief by a law as the bible talks about it's an unjust law against the word of God. Well, that's too bad. You signed up with us when you took your 501c3 exemption. We gave you your right to exist. The IRS and the government, the U.S. government, gave you your right to exist. So you better fall in line because you're the one that signed on the dotted line, Pastor. And you're the CEO of this corporation. And the board of the deacon, and your board of deacons are the directors as according to IRS law. Now fall in line or go to jail. I'm telling you, that's what's coming. See, God is going to put them into a position where they've got no choice but to make to finally make a decision. To finally, and now, I'm not saying they haven't made their way a long time ago. I'm not saying they haven't made their choice a long time ago. But I'm talking about it's going to be like by threat of losing their church, jail, you know, the whole nine yards most likely. It's going to get real, real, real quick, I believe. And the gays are going to ensure that. Because the gays are going to start showing up in all of these churches and demanding gay wedding ceremonies. Especially now, there's going to be a whole bunch of them that are going to want to get married. You watch. They're going to be coming out of the woodwork. They've probably been waiting for this day 
so that they could kill two birds with one stone. Not only to to officially legalize, it's not legal in God's eyes, but in Satan's eyes, legalize their abomination of a union to one another, but then to take out the church at the same time. Because they're going to go demanding these gay marriages. They're going to shove this down Christians' throats every way they possibly can, and when Christians don't comply, they're going to call for the cops. Arrest them. Take them away. Shut down their church. They're bigots. God's ultimate answer, when all of this ends up going down, when a nation gives in and totally gives over and legalizes this abomination is destruction of that nation. And we're going to get in that in a second. This will be a huge loss in revenue for religious institutions. Oh, huge. I, I don't think he's, he's even scratching the surface. It's going to be more than a loss of revenue. It's going to be these other things I just mentioned. We're about to see who are the devil's cowards and who are the real deal. Well, if they were the really the real deal, they should have got out a long time ago, as far as I'm concerned. There's no Bible for being yoked up with the government. You know? Anything that has two heads is a monster. Well, Christ is our head. How can Christ be the head and the, and the state and the IRS create you and dictate to you what you can and can't say from the pulpit? How, how's that possible? I thought anything with two heads is a monster. <laughs> now, you can see my teachings on the 501c3 church right here. Um, it's not all of them because our search engine is kind of limited, but it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, and uh, there's a link. You, all you got to do is key in 501c3 in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, and um, that'll uh, give you that. So... The seal man ends this by saying, any time in history this covenant has been broken, meaning basically the legal sanction and approval with, you know, legal ramifications against you and probably criminal ramifications against you if you don't go against it because that's where it's going to end up. When you do that with, with, with sodomy, when you do that with with men with men, women with women, and all of these other abominations. When this covenant has been broken, the nation involved has been destroyed. Well, where do we have proof of that? Well, Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay. Leviticus 18, 23-25. I know I've read this lately, but I, I, keep, I keep having to read it because it keeps coming up every week. And again, I really believe you could say, well, this is not related to Jade Helmet. Yes, it is. It's all, it's, it's all God's, God's letting this happen. The nation collectively, and, and I really blame the, the lukewarm 501c3 church more than anyone, has collectively turned their backs on the Lord. They honor them with their lips, but their heart is far from him. And I'm not saying that because I think I'm perfect. And I'm so right with God. Uh, but what I stated about the 501c3 Church, corporate church of america is fact and they're the reason that the church in particular the the christians have been gelded they're the tool satan is used to geld people that identify themselves as christians to be exact that's the main tool that identify that yeah there's the false bible versions in it sure there's the secular programs that, but but again who's implementing that the cemetery trained because the seminaries are where most of the pastors get ruined and are told to go along with the party line and yoke up with the government and use your false Bible versions and bring in this so you get more people and they can write it off on their taxes and all the other garbage. So the cemeteries or the seminaries are where this foundation is being laid, this corrupt foundation. And if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Psalm 11 verse 3. So really, if you want to boil it back even further, go to the cemeteries. That are training these pastors. That are starting these 501c3 churches. That's where, you, you if you really want to go back to the beginning, that's where it's happening. So, there's a price 
for all of this. Um, a really huge price. Leviticus 18, 22 through 25, thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. This is the word of God. God says, I am the Lord. I change it not. This is an abomination, Old Testament and New Testament. There's verses in the old and new condemning homosexuality, men with men, women with women, you know, all manners of fornication, bestiality, condemns it. Neither shall lie, thou lie with any beast to defile thyself where, therewith. Neither shall any woman stand before a beast to lie down thereto. It is confusion. Isn't it pitiful God has to even put this in the Bible? You know, to like lay these parameters out? I mean, anybody with like any, you know what I mean? Kind of senses should know that. Maybe there's some that needed to, you know. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't say that to be condemning. It's just like, wow. I mean, God must be like, oh, I can't believe that you even have to, you know what I mean? But see, if Satan can conceive it, he's going to get man to do it. And there's so much wicked, perverted garbage more increasing that I'm hearing about that I don't even talk about because it's really not fitting to even mention such things done in secret like the Bible talks about. I don't want to get into the gory details. It's one thing to shed light on something. But it's another thing to get into all the gory details of the sin. And there's stuff I can't even mention online that I've been hearing more increasingly and increasingly about. And it's like, who ever even conceived or thought of doing that? Well, Satan. And he puts it into the hearts of his servants and they act it out. That, what does it do? It defiles the land. It brings more demons into this plane of existence or gives them more of a, more of a, um, a, um, it gives them more of a right to be here and influence things. That's why he wants it. It's defiling the world. God created the world. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and all they that dwell therein. So he wants to defile the world. He wants to defile humanity. Why? Because we're created in God's image. So anything having to do with God, the devil wants to try to defile and destroy. Because he thinks he's getting back at God. Which I guess in a way he is, but he's only storing up more wrath against him, ultimately in the lake of fire. He's only going to burn all the more white hot, him and his minions, in the lake of fire. Because the Bible says in Revelation 20.10, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. See, that's where your end is, Satan. That is where your end is, fallen angels and demons and devils. And I'm here to remind you of that. You can, you can put all the stuff, and, and the world can, can seem like the, 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 the um, walls are closing in and all of this other stuff and all this wickedness comforting us about. But God's bigger than all that. And guess what? That's where you're going, the lake of fire. That's where your end is. You lose in the end. So I like to remind these evil entities of that fact. The Bible then goes on to say, it says, it, it says all of this, uh, men with men, women with women, women lying with beasts, it is confusion. And the Bible also says God is not the author of confusion. You know, I had I was at a health food store the other day here in um, in Hickory, and they had all the stuff about GMO. It's a really good health food store from the standpoint they're really really against GMO. They haven't really got the memo on soy yet, which I've never I don't think I've ever seen a health food store. I got the memo on soy. I'm going to bring them some literature <laughs> that gets into that in part. And then I started. I said, Oh yeah, but did you hear about this? You hear about there's all these protests against monsanto worldwide and, and we're going to get into that today and i said did you hear about the 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 bill out in california where they're going to try to force vaccinate people and, and they weren't aware of that and and um they were just saw the look of horror on their faces i mean these people were, were pretty much but you know what to me it was good to see that look of horror i'm glad to see that people aren't like walk around not everybody's walk around not caring about this kind of stuff about the wickedness and they really were were they showed me this picture, it was in the Charlotte Daily News or whatever, of this girl from, like, I think it was Argentina. And I guess Monsanto has been down there spraying, and probably down there they can just really go hog wild and 
spray whatever they did and she was covered with like these black big gigantic growth like hairy moles all over her body it showed her like she was in a pair of shorts sitting there like like um down on the ground i mean you can't even imagine and you, you look at monsanto we're going to talk about them later and 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 how you know sad that made them and and i thought you know and i told her i said it's you know, it's it's really it, it is really important thing to have compassion you know to have that to, to look at some somebody in that state and and to have compassion and to want to have mercy on them because that's what god did with us all of us he had compassion and mercy on us to bring us to the lord and if you if you if you're not saved then then please avail yourself to my teaching on salvation or the tracks that i'd mentioned earlier because that is the most important decision you'll ever make ever and as i was walking out of the store the, and they, and they're you know they're christians i don't know what level of christians they are but they're they they you know they're they proclaim to be christians the guy the guy said to me i couldn't believe he said this i was happy but he said you know he says you know um what i think about this whole thing about with the and he brought this up i didn't even bring up the gay stuff he brought it up where um he said you know what i think this whole gay thing is this whole agenda is because he wanted to help me out with my groceries and, and, and he, he's i'm like i don't need any help out with my groceries i <laughs> I, I i do go to the gym and I'm, I'm pretty okay with that part but but um uh he said uh he wanted to help me out so he had some bags and he walked me in my car and and i said um he said i think this whole gay thing is so that we can't breathe because i had brought up the georgia guidestones in the store because he says, you know, I, I think all this stuff is, is this GMO. And I said, he says, what do you think it is? Because I think he was feeling me out. And I said, well, you look at the Georgia Guidestones, the Ten Commandments of the, of the New World Order. And he starts shaking his head. So I'm like, okay, well, we've got, we've got a pretty well-educated person here. I said, reduce world population to 500 million. So then that opened the door for him to say this other thing about the gays. He says, I think this whole gay agenda, or at least part of it, is that they're trying to depopulate the world like you talked about. And gays can't breed. And I'm like, absolutely, 100%. That is part of the agenda, 100%. You, lesbians can't procreate with one another. Gays can't procreate with one another. You know, what is this all about? This is about massive die-off of humanity, of, of humans in general. I refer to, refer to them, you refuse to refer to them as the species, like jones alex jones does and a lot of other people the human species Let, let's get when i hear that I, I immediately think of darwin you know the whole darwinian evolution the origin of species and all this other garbage no no that is just nothing but a farce and a lie and so laughable and easily debunkable it's not even funny just go up and get Ken ken hoven on that on youtube i mean well I agree with them, but I was, it was like refreshing to hear that because normally you don't hear that, <laughs> you know what I mean? When you're just com conversing with people at a, at a, uh, health food store, you know? So, but he's right. That is one of the main things the, the Bible says then continuing in Leviticus, I think this is verse 24, defile not ye yourselves in any of these things, meaning male, men, women, bestiality for in all the nations for in all these the nations are defiled which i cast out before you so god casts out a nation that sanctions this behavior the, and the land is defiled therefore i do visit the iniquity thereof upon it because it's defiled god's going to let that iniquity that sin be visited on the land in a reaping and sowing fashion and the land itself vomiteth out her inhabitants that's what god says when this is sanctioned now i don't mean that every single person in america i don't think the bible means every single person in america is going to be vomited out or that god can't preserve his remnant this may be in reference to 
certain areas where this is a much more prevalent behavior the land that land you know i don't know i can't i I, i'm I'm not god i can't but i'm just saying that that there's that concept there so then you look at luke 17 28 says likewise also as in the days of lot and he just talked about the days of noah coming in the son of man shall be like the days of noah okay they did eat they drank they bought they sold they planted they builded but the same day that lot went out of sodom it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all well if you're in a city that is let's say well i mean charlotte is known as the queen city that's its nickname now and that's not why originally you know they refer to gay guy as a queen or whatever but that's not the original like reason they named it that but i know there's a certain sect of homosexuals attracted to that town because it's called the queen city and me being down there on a semi-frequent basis not because i really want to go there but when i have been down there oh yeah there is a lot i mean a lot of homosexual guys there are especially with the younger generation an absolute explosion of gay particularly gay male younger people this new generation the ones that get into their teens and into the early the, it, I, i'm telling you i know the whole thing about two to three percent of the population i really believe we're going to see an explosion or we are seeing an explosion they just haven't all come out of the closet yet they haven't all identified i really believe that that percentage is way higher than we think we've experienced some firsthand things about that and it seems disproportionate the amount of gay young male teenagers and young men that are gay in this area alone it's 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 way disproportionate i mean when i went to high school i i mean i had like 130 in my class i can remember like three guys that were probably definitely gay out of like a hundred you know i don't know how many now it's like whoa from from feedback i'm getting i really think that ratio is is going through the roof so i think that you know in a city particularly where a lot of wickedness is going on okay eventually that land is going to vomit out its inhabitants particularly if there's a lot of the whole gay lesbian bisexual transgender all manner of wickedness going on and i'm sure some cities are worse than others but i'm you know the bible talks about wounded in the joint house on house and field unto field i think that's the whole concept house on house field unto field why you're getting the wickedness more concentrated the land is being defiled at a more concentrated level it attracts more devils big cities in particular it does so you know when lot went out from sodom and gomorrah you know that same day it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all that's the future of america if things keep going the way they're going at least in certain locales that was a city that was specifically targeted for destruction wasn't a whole nation it was a city the city was where the wickedness was actually going on in a concentrated unabated unabashed way oh boy i'm way over time i'm gonna end part one here go to part two because i can't i can't finish this thought so god bless you and we will see you in part two Scott Johnson's 1,000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. 
That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.